are listening to Divorce Happy Hour. I am Christina Previtt, one half of New Jersey Divorce Solutions. Welcome. Today's topic is prenuptial agreements. This has been something near and dear to my heart, something that I've been championing for some time now. And the reason for that is because as a divorce lawyer, I see so many problems and so many issues and so many conflicts that arise in the course of a divorce that are so totally avoidable if people just had a prenuptial agreement. And the place where I see this most frequently are with police officers who desperately want to protect their pensions and their retirement assets. And also I see it with people that had premarital property. So if they had a house or if they had an inheritance or they just had a lot of money or even if they didn't have a lot of money, but they had something and they wanted to preserve that, um, a lot of people simply think that because it was their property before they got married, that it's just safe. And there is some basis for that belief. Because our law says in New Jersey that if you had premarital property, it remains your property. It is not subject to equitable distribution in a divorce. But there are some exceptions to that. And a lot of that depends on what you have done with the property. So most of you, if you're going into a marriage and you have premarital property, you're probably not going to just let it sit somewhere forever for the entire duration of your marriage. You're probably going to want to do something with it. And that really is oftentimes where the problem arises. I'll give an example. Let's say you get an inheritance or you get a gift from your parents or you have sold property, whether it's a house or some other investment and you owned that property before the marriage, but you sell it during the marriage to go buy something else during the marriage. Sometimes you buy your marital home with your new spouse, with the proceeds of something that you sold. That's where you start to have a problem because those dollars do not stay immune. So what ends up happening is your new spouse, if there comes a time you get a divorce, will make a claim that that's our marital home, that it doesn't matter that you sold your former house, you know, 10 years ago or whatever it was, that that's not yours anymore. That by putting it into the current marital home, you expressed a, an intention to make that marital property. That's the argument. That is the argument that your spouse, spouse's attorney will make. Your attorney will say the opposite, that it was your previous property and the fact that you mixed it up with something else doesn't automatically make it marital property. So I don't want to really get too far into the weeds with the legal arguments. What I really want you to take away from this episode is that what you think may be clear cut in terms of keeping your property separate and not mixing it with anything during the marriage 
it's not necessarily the case. It can get muddy. So the only way for you really to make sure that you and your spouse are on the same page about what you owned before the marriage, what your intentions are in terms of keeping that property your separate property, really needs to be written somewhere and memorialized so that you're on the same page and so that if you ever get a divorce, that this is written somewhere, that there's an agreement where you're both acknowledging that, yes, and I'm going to generalize here, husband had a house before. It's husband's separate property. He does not have an intention to relinquish complete and total ownership of the property. And here is what would happen if he uses those proceeds to buy something new with wife, you have to address those things. And it might not seem very sexy or romantic. And, you know, it's really not. It's business. That's what it is. And if you don't think that you are entering into a business enterprise by getting married, I'm here to tell you that you are. Because that's the way that the court looks at it when you get a divorce. They look at it like they're dividing a business. So if, if it was only about love and romance, you wouldn't need to go to divorce court because, you know, it's not just about romance and love. For those of you who think that you don't need to uh, get a prenup to address these issues, this premarital property that you have, these are just some of the reasons why I'm here to tell you that you do. So what, what happens if you just decide not to get a prenup? Because let's face it, it's kind of a buzzkill to have to tell your soon-to-be spouse that you want them to do a prenup. It's kind of like telling them, hey, I know I said I love you and we're going to get married, but, you know, what if this doesn't work out? What if we get a divorce? It's almost like planning to get a divorce. That's the way a lot of people see it. And they don't want to have to have this uncomfortable, awkward, difficult conversation and contemplate, well, what are we going to do if we get a divorce? when they're happy and they're in love and they're, they don't think they're going to get a divorce and they just want to be in love and have their wedding and all of that. I get it. But this is being smart. This is playing it smart, playing it safe and being responsible. I was thinking about this issue the other day and sort of comparing it in my own mind to car insurance which again, not very romantic, but this is the reality of life. And I think statistically, you're probably more likely to get divorced than you are to get into a car accident. Yet we still have car insurance. So think of a prenuptial agreement as like divorce insurance. You're not planning to get a divorce. You don't want to get a divorce. But if you do, and you have something to protect you. Now, I also want to clear up another myth about prenups that you have to put in the prenup that you're keeping everything and your spouse gets nothing. That is really not what a prenup does. A prenup just sets forth what is going to happen 
if you get a divorce. So it can provide some guidance that certain property is going to be acknowledged and maintained as your separate property. And we understand that we can't plan for every single thing that could possibly happen to your property during your marriage, but we can try to address certain issues that we see more commonly. For instance, like, like I've said, if you sell the property and you commingle it with something, we can address what would happen in the event that you sell the property and you commingle it with something. We can provide formulas. We can provide time frames. We can say things like that if you if you invest your your old form your old proceeds from your old house into the new house that you get that back or that it, that it's expressed as a percentage of what the value of the house is or that you know that the other spouse doesn't get 50% of it there there's a lot of different things that you can do and we discuss that with each client individually to see what they're comfortable with but the point of this is you don't have to simply say, I keep everything and you get nothing. Because I think a lot of people believe that, that that's what a prenup does. And it, it doesn't. You also can just address specific pieces of property. You don't necessarily have to address everything in a prenup. We've had people that come in and they strictly want to address a house or someone had a very large inheritance. She wanted to address that just to make sure that there was never going to be any suggestion that the husband had an interest in that. And that's what they did. They didn't address anything else in the prenup, only that. So there's a lot of flexibility in a prenup. Oftentimes somebody comes in and there is something specific they're concerned about so we address that and then we explore whether it's prudent to address some other issues too. But again, that's done on a case-by-case basis. So what I really want you listeners to take away from this is that we live in a world where there's a divorce rate of 50%. That's what I keep hearing. Sometimes I hear it's a little lower. Sometimes I hear it's a little higher, but it's high. I think we can all acknowledge that divorce is prevalent in our society and in the culture that we live in today. And I don't really see that changing drastically anytime soon. So the possibility that you will get a divorce is pretty high. I'm not trying to be a buzzkill. I'm not trying to put a damper on the, the love that you have and, and the, your wedding day. But you have to take care of business. And I would like us all to start looking at the whole marriage process, planning the wedding, you know, talking about your finances, engaging in estate planning. I mean, you, you figure out those things. I think a prenup should just be part of it. So it's not that you're saying we're going to get a divorce. You're not saying that you even think you're going to get a divorce. You're just saying that we are going to be responsible adults and we're going to talk about what our expectations would be if this ever happened to us. And that way you can both be on the same page. And what I see happen so much is that People, if things don't work out and they get a divorce, there's so many problems that could have been alleviated if they had just done a prenuptial agreement.
So that's my public service announcement for today about prenups. If you have any questions about how this would relate specifically to your circumstances, please give us a call and ask for a free consultation. Just mention this podcast. Our phone number is 732-529-6937. And you can find us online at centraljerseyfamilylaw.com. Thank you for listening.